touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Bowers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Stacks it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, he has trouble with the snap. Here's a blast, and Plumnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kayla Deloach, who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone. What is going on, everyone? It is episode 53 here of College Football Talk. As always, Hunter and Dylan brought to you by nobody. So yes. we'll, get a sponsor. Yes. we'll get a sponsor soon. That would be outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a nice little show for you guys. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving here mm-hmm. on this glorious Black Friday. Um, got some playoff reactions we're going to talk about real quick, and then we're going to get right into the games. We got a couple games we're going to talk about for today's games here. We are recording on Friday, Black Friday here, November 24th. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple games today. And then we're going to talk about some of the big games on Saturday. Upset alerts, best bets, as mm-hmm. usual. Um, anything going on, Dale? You want to talk about before we get started? Nope, just ready to do this. You know, it's a never. I don't think we've ever recorded on a Friday like this, at least in a long time. It's been a little so, bit, I think. But you know, we got a nice little morning show. I kind of. I know it's 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 early. It's really early still. You know, <laughs> we're recording with daylight and not at yeah. night when it's like midnight. Weird. So that's <laughs> awesome. Feels good to be here. Uh, Let's get right into it, guys, since we're going to start. Actually, before I do that, always make sure. See what it says right there on the bottom. Subscribe. Subscribe, guys. Keep on subscribing. We picked up a couple more subscribers from the past episode. We're at 79. Mm Got to get to 100. Trying to get before the end of the year. Just keep on rolling, guys. I know you guys are out there. We need 21 more. 21 guys. I know there's 21 out you because I just saw the video from the other day and majority were not subscribed that watch so make sure you guys are subscribing and listening on spotify as well hitting that thumbs up as always Mm -hmm. now we will get right into it all right we're gonna go here so the newest playoff rankings came out on tuesday night we recorded on monday so we did our predictions we both had the same ones as always so the top six is what we thought were um, we thought Georgia at one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Washington four. Florida State gets kicked out the five. Oregon stays at six. Top ten stays the same other than that. Mm-hmm. Some mix-up other everywhere else. Liberty hops into the top 25. If Tulane stumbles this weekend against UTSA, Liberty and their, as they would be undefeated, so they would probably become the front runners to yep. be that New Year's six candidate. Um, a big one for me. Tennessee stays ranked. Utah falls out of the top 25. I'm not sure why Tennessee is still ranked after two black back-to-back blowout losses. Yeah, I don't really get that either. <laughs> doesn't make sense to doesn't me. doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but, you know, it helps Georgia's resume out. It helps Bama out because they're both mm-hmm. they're still ranked, and they got Vanderbilt on dock this week at home. So they should take care of business there. Other news, Clemson's back in the top 25 helps Florida State out. Yep. NC State's in the top 25 helps Louisville out. Louisville staying in the top 10 is going to help Florida State out. Florida State can take care of mm-hmm. business this weekend. 
Notre Dame's hanging around there, which helps Louisville. Um, you're just looking at teams now at this point, I feel like, that are like those back half teams that if they're ranked, it looks good for yeah. the teams that have, they've lost to that are in better spot to make a push towards the playoff. Like Washington, I think the reason that we both thought they would be moved up to four, <coughs> maybe outside of possibly a little bit of the delusionist um, injury to the, the quarterback for Florida State with Jordan Travis out. Yeah. But, you know, now you look at the playoff rankings, wins over Oregon at six, 15 Arizona, you know, Oregon State at 16, they beat. They beat – there was one more I thought they beat. No, it wasn't. It was just those guys. But there are two, three top 16 wins. So, I mean, the resume there stacks up well. Florida State has LSU there at 14. Mm-hmm. And then Clemson now at 24. If they can get through this week and take out a Louisville team that if they can get by Kentucky – That'll be no slack of a game, but because Kentucky's yeah. won the last four. But uh, you know, that would help out the Knowles right there. Mm-hmm. Anything stand out to you though? I mean, right away, I think the committee is really saying that they still. I mean, because they said on the show that Florida State dropped not because of injury, but because of what Washington has done, right? Beating Oregon State which is ranked on the road, that's why they jump. To me, looking at the rankings right now, what it tells me is that a team like Alabama, Texas, and even to an extent, Oregon don't completely control their own destiny anymore. You kind of no. need a little bit of outside help at this point. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing to say, but like like Oregon right now in the top, of the top 10 teams has the worst resume on paper. Yeah. They, they don't have, have a ranked currently- win. And their only, only yeah, their only ranked wins of I was gonna say their only ranked wins are against a, a September ranked Colorado team mm-hmm. and Utah at the time, yep. who was ranked in the top fifteen. Yeah, but you can finish what you're saying. No, but I was gonna say it's just that like I think this to me says that the committee is not valuing Oregon's wins that much. If every team that they've played that was ranked has already been dropped the first chance they got. I mean, I was, there was a point in time where the Pac-12 had, what, six teams ranked, and now we're down to four teams ranked in the Pac-12? Let's say – throw hypotheticals now because <laughs> it's hard. You know, you get to like – I feel bad for the guys that are like on the panel for those shows every week because it's like yeah. this past week we thought there may have been – there was going to be some mix-up. Mm-hmm. All ten teams in the top ten won. Yeah. You know I mean? If you want to really make it farther, all 12 teams, all everyone in the top 15 won. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> there was no anything. It was just all chalk. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, what are you going to talk about? You just got to start making up hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say, let's play hypotheticals because two and three, yeah. I think you're going to. So we're, we both agree that the winner of the Big Ten, that Big Ten game this weekend, Mm-hmm. Ann Arbor is going to eliminate the other one. Correct? Yep. Okay, so we'll, I think Ohio State would maybe have a slight, maybe a little bit of life support. I hate so. a lot of stuff to happen, but mm-hmm. the fact that Penn State's hanging around at 11 and Notre yeah. Dame is still there at ranked at 16 is going to help them out because they have two wins right there. It's a, I mean, they have some life, but yeah. it's not much. It's like put them on like, hospice state you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're not 
they're just putting them on a ventilator, like not yep. by much. But Michigan, I think, is out. Like, cut the cord, <laughs> pull the cord. Like they're hitting flatline in it. Michigan's gone after if they lose. So let's say Michigan loses this weekend. Just playing high yeah. Michigan loses this weekend. JJ McCarthy just doesn't play as well as we thought. And Ohio State wins. Mm-hmm. So Michigan's gone. Yep. Let's say Oregon. <clears throat> say uh, Texas wins out. Mm-hmm. Florida State wins out. Bama. Oregon uh, beats Washington in the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. George Bama beats. Or uh, what am I thinking of? Yeah. Bama, let's say, beats Georgia. Yeah. So now you have Florida State, Texas, mm-hmm. Bama, who we have, and Oregon be in? Yeah. And then Ohio I mean, State. That'd be your fourth. So see, I think I think this situation, I think Oregon gets hurt the most again. I think that if you want to start stacking resumes up, mm-hmm. let's say there's I'm trying to think. Let's say hypothetically Oregon State beats Oregon this weekend. Just yeah. something crazy. And Oregon now Oregon State has eleven what are they? They'd be eleven and two? No. Well, they'd have two lost teams, but they beat Washington in the Pac twelve title game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat Pac twelve become Pac twelve mm-hmm. champs, though they're two lost Pac twelve champs. Yep. Washington, their only loss comes in the Pac twelve title game. Mm-hmm. Let's say so now we have Ohio State's in. Yep. Say Texas is in. Mm-hmm. We'll say Georgia's loses. Yeah. So now you got one spot left, right? Mm-hmm. And we're stacking up. Did I say Florida State's already in? I think you did. So we got Florida State, said, Ohio so, State. Yeah. Florida State. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were oh, no, be... Bama. We already said Bama. So that's Bama would be in. Yeah. There, I'm trying to think of a scenario. There was a scenario I heard the other day where it, well, you'd be stacking resumes up if Georgia lost. Yeah. Is it just me though? And this is no fandom there to me. Does it feel like a lot of people are just kind of ruled out that Georgia's going to lose in the SEC title game, or is it just me? I mean, I think that might just be you, but also I like, swear, like I've heard, like it's just assuming Bama's mm-hmm. going to win in the SEC title game because we're going to put them in, and then it's like, what do we do then? What do you do with the a reigning defending mm-hmm. champ in Georgia? That's a one loss team, and they're only lost. Like I just feel like I've heard yeah. that a lot. Maybe I also just, I've been I've been I, I I've heard I've I know what you're saying I've I, I I don't think it's been I just think there's a lot of people who think Bama's a lot better than they really are. Like what if <clears throat> do we who do you put in? Do you put in a one loss SEC champ in Bama or do you put in a one loss Big Twelve champ in Texas? Big Twelve champ in Texas. Okay, the so head to head has to matter. So we're leaving. Is there yeah. any scenario? Let's say Florida State. Yeah. I know. I think we talked about this last week. But like, let's mm-hmm. say like it's just ugly, ugly wins, but they yeah. win, win mm-hmm. out. They're undefeated, but it's not yeah. been pretty mm-hmm. post Jordan Travis. Yeah. Is there any doubt in the committee's mind putting them in? Do you I, can you say that they're four, one of the four best teams? I don't know if they're really at that point one of the four best teams, but I just do not see any scenario where an undefeated Power Five team. With at that point would be what four top twenty five wins, three top twenty five wins. 
Yes, but I, like they're I, ugly. I don't see. I don't see that team not being put in, even if it's ugly. Mm. What if? Which sounds crazy, but if they beat if they beat the committee's number ten team, they've already beat their number fourteen team. They've already beat their number twenty four team. I mean, I don't. I don't know how you can say they wouldn't. Is get Florida in. State out if let's say they lose this weekend? Mm-hmm. Close game, but they lost. Yeah, and but they just steamroll Louisville for some reason. One loss ACC champ, three they, big two, that's three top twenty-five wins, but you have an ugly loss at Florida. I think Without they're out. You think they're out? I think they're out. Yeah, that's what I'm. I don't want to say. I think that's. I think this is. Ha- it's like a playoff game this weekend. I think I mean, regardless, I think if they lose one of the games, they're gone. Yeah. No, I, I think, think if so. you're the committee, if you're the committee, who do you want to lose more? Just from like, just chalk up story. Like, if you're the you committee, want, you, you really, want do you want you, Oregon and Florida State to lose? I think you want. Yeah, I think you want Oregon to lose, Florida State to lose, and then you want Alabama to lose. I think if that makes your job super easy, because you could just have it be, you know, because I think to them what they really want is they want. Georgia to win, Ohio State to win, Washington to win, and Texas to win. And then we get, you know, Georgia, Ohio State, Washington, Texas. Let's say Georgia wins. Mm -hmm. Wins out. Yep. Like I think they're going to do. I think so, too. I just think that there's not a team. Bama's just not the team that can beat them. I love Bama's defense will be the toughest defense Georgia plays all year. But I just think the offense is playing at too high of a level right now. Mm -hmm. I think Ohio State, let's say – if Michigan wins out, does Ohio yeah. State have any shot? Or we just kind of it's just hard not if, winning the division. I, I think with Ohio State not with not being that extra conference championship game, yeah, I think it hurts them, especially since all the other teams on the top, all, all the other teams in the discussion for the playoff have already clinched a conference championship game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So either way, we're going to get an extra week to look at them, and we don't get to look at Ohio State at all. So to me, if they lose. They might fall as far as like eight behind Bama. Mm. Let's say Georgia wins. Yeah. Say Georgia wins. Let's say Ohio Mm -hmm. State wins. So we have those two. Mm -hmm. You have, so I would assume Bama would lose. Yeah. They're out. Texas Mm -hmm. wins out. Florida State wins out. And let's say Oregon wins out. So you lose Washington's out. Yep. So you have. Two spots for three teams. Who are you mm-hmm. putting in? So, so you're saying you, Georgia wins out. So we're stacking up. So we already have Georgia and Ohio State in. Yep. But we now you have two spots for mm-hmm. a Florida State, Florida Oregon, State, and Texas, right? Or how about Florida State one loss ACC champ, and you have three one loss big big ch- conference champions that mm-hmm. each all have three multiple top twenty five wins. Who are you putting in? So you're saying okay, let me let me just get so one and two would be Georgia, Ohio State, right? They're <laughs> both undefeated power five champs. And then two, uh three and four is between Florida State, which would be are you saying undefeated Florida State? We have a one loss Florida State. We have a one loss team that lost to Florida, wins, yep. beats ACC, beats Louisville. Mm-hmm. You have an Oregon team that is a one loss champ, but their best yep. win really is Washington mm-hmm. and Texas, whose best win is Bama at seven, or is a one loss champ too. So you got three spots, or you got three teams, two spots. Mm-hmm. Who are you putting in? So, 
I would go Oregon and then Texas, but I think it might be flipped and Texas might get that three and then Oregon at the four. I would agree with you. I think mm-hmm. it depends on how Oregon, I think, beats Washington too. Yeah. Because if it's a blowout, like it's a surefire thing. Like they're, mm-hmm. If it's a close game again, maybe. I think it also mm-hmm. depends on if Florida State for some reason just – Maybe loses. It's a close game to Florida, and they lose on the last second field goal. Let's say, yeah. And then you just go to eight, you go to Charlotte, and you just kick the snot out of Louisville mm-hmm. for some reason. Like just pissed off. You got to make a point yeah. now. Rodemaker throws for five hundred yards. I don't really know, mm-hmm. but you just no, yeah. yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I really think if that they would really hope if Texas sl- just screws up somewhere and maybe just mm-hmm. sneaks one out against a team maybe that they're a double-digit favor against, that they just slide by. Yeah. Maybe, but I just think, yeah, the, the resume. I, I the, only the, chance, the only scenario in which I think a Florida State team that loses to Florida but beats Louisville gets in is if, you know, scenario happens, Georgia wins out, Ohio State not only beats Michigan but beats them like 52 to like 20. You know what I'm saying? Blows yeah. the brakes out of them. Washington blows the brakes off of Oregon, and then Texas loses. Then I think Florida State, with an ACC championship, gets in at the four in that scenario. Yeah. Because I think the other teams, you go, Michigan's not very good. And Florida State would have to lose a very close one. One that has to be like, you know, there's officiate, bad officiating turnover you know what i'm saying yeah like there has to be doubt in the mind that florida state should have you know what i'm saying like they're, i think if you're florida state doubt. you're florida state mm-hmm. final thought here if you're yeah. florida state you are rooting for georgia to win out yep i think you want you really the winner of the big 10 doesn't really matter too much you want ohio state to win though because you don't I mean, want any you don't want anybody stacking up resumes yeah you want less back at resumes but you want georgia to win out for sure mm-hmm. you want texas to fall at some point yeah and i think you're rooting for washington to win out because mm-hmm. you need oregon to stop winning you yeah. know what i mean i think yeah. and then if you're florida state you just need to either regardless like one mm-hmm. loss is like the maximum but it depends on how the loss too because yeah if they go another play well, i mean if they go into the swamp this weekend and rodermaker just looks overwhelmed Mm-hmm. Just doesn't have it. He th- turns the ball over, and they just yeah. it just never was there. They're done for sure. And I don't yeah. think regardless, no, think, yeah. regardless of that, if it's a close game down to the wire, back and forth because neither defense might stop each other, mm-hmm. and it just becomes a you know they just had it that night. Yeah, we'll see what you do in Charlotte. But if it's an ugly, if it's like a Tennessee goes to Florida game, eek like. We're on life support right there. Yeah. But <clears throat> plenty to talk about. We got one more rankings next Tuesday before the final ones come out the next mm-hmm. week on that selection Sunday. Hard to believe we're already there. But we're <laughs> going to move on, though, to our Friday slate. We got a couple games here. Well, just two, but the big ones. Uh, we're going to start with Civil War yep. out in Eugene, where Oregon State and Oregon will kick it off. Hoping this isn't the final time these two teams meet. I've heard talks that they've I think we've talked about too. Like they've heard talks yeah. that they're trying to figure out something. But for the meantime, this is the this might be the only game for the next couple of years. We'll see. 
But yeah, biggest thing for me, I think Oregon comes in. I last checked the line. It's 14 is the spread. So Oregon comes in as a two touchdown favorite. Yep. Remember Oregon State beat this team last week last year. Remember they didn't mm-hmm. run the ball at all in the second half. Yeah. So kudos to Oregon State. Um, I guess first thing first is, are you worried about a letdown spot here from Oregon State because of what happened last week that you try to you go toe to toe with Washington? Some say that you probably should have had it. I agree. Yeah. You fall short. Now you got to go to Oregon. It just. It just doesn't feel like a good spot for them. I think it's a horrible spot for Oregon State, personally. <laughs> just because they've had trouble in the passing game this year. And Oregon State just does not allow you, or Oregon doesn't allow you to run the ball in them no. at all. DJ has had legitimate problems in the passing game this year. He looked, He's looked better this year than he did in Clemson. Yeah. But um, he's not very great. As a passer, I think this is just the worst possible game for Oregon State to play. Yeah, it just feels like a bad spot, especially mm-hmm. since you lost last year to this team. And you, we know Dan Lanning, yeah. how good of a motivator he is because he learns mm-hmm. that from Smart and Saban. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, it just doesn't feel like a good spot here at all. And, you know, yeah. Oregon, Oregon comes in top 10 in both scoring and scoring defense and scoring offense. They're second mm-hmm. in the nation, scoring offense, 10th in defense. Yeah. Like you're saying, DJ's been struggling a little bit passing the ball. Mm-hmm. They come in ranked a <clears throat> 22nd in pa- or 51st in the, in the pass passing offense. They're 22nd rushing offense. I think the biggest yeah. thing for them, if they're going to have success, do what they did last week, regardless, mm-hmm. except the turnovers. I think that a little bit of the weather had something to do with it, but yeah. they got to be able to control time of possession. They got to be able to run the ball, which is going to be tough because Oregon is a very good run team. They're ranked 10th against the run. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be hard for them to run the ball, but yeah. they got to be able to ru- get some success to try to keep Penix and, or not Penix, Nix and them off the field. Mm-hmm. Because if you let Nix come back on the field, he's just going to eat you up. I think the Oregon State secondary is a little better than what we saw last week, especially with what Aduzier was doing to him. But, yeah. you know. It just, yeah, like it doesn't feel like a good spot. I think it's like a spot where it could be a close game to the half, maybe into the third. But Oregon State, Oregon's, Oregon's just going to be too good, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think Bucky yeah. Irving is going to have a big day. He's going to have to have a big game. I think whoever runs the ball the best in this game today is going to win this one. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, I get what you're. Yeah, my only, my only problem, and this is isn't related to Oregon playing, but Oregon's resume. If you beat Oregon State too badly and they drop out of the top 25, you have the same – you have to, like – this could be, like, the, the best and worst possible case scenario for Oregon. <laughs> well, who's to say they'll drop out of top 25? Because Tennessee's still hanging around the top 25. Yeah, but they're not an SEC school that gets, like – you know what I mean? Tennessee gets benefit of the doubt for no reason. But <laughs> I think I think if you're Oregon State and you get beat, like, 52 to 10 or something like that, you drop out of the top 25. There's no way you stay in. I, I, I like legitimately, I we're they're at 15 now, 16. 16. They're at the 16 spot, yeah. And all the teams behind them have around the same record, true. So, like, if they if they if they all the teams behind them win and they lose, I mean, I, I think that's a very real scenario where they drop out and all of a sudden Oregon, who has beaten. 
three teams in the top 25 who have all after fallen out of the top 25. Huh. Right? Like, man, yeah. that would be horrible. Yeah, I look um, look for Troy Franklin to have a big yep. day. Yes. Oregon's, Oregon's receiver, best receiver. You know, you just look what, you know, I was talking about the secondary there, but, you know, they still let Aduzia go off for over 100 yards. Completely mm-hmm. became, like, the difference maker in that game. I yeah. look, if Oregon's going to have success, because Oregon State does control the run defense pretty, they're solid, 17th in the country. So, like, they're going to probably limit Oregon on the ground. Yeah. In theory, Bucky Irving is very good, though. But mm-hmm. I think Troy Franklin's going to have to have a big day. I think he's going to have to become that difference maker like Washington had with Aduzier last week. Aduzier yeah. last week. So, if they want to get where they want to be, get your playmakers involved, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at Heisman, you know, look at the Heisman outlook. This is a big yeah. day for Knicks because Jaden Daniels, this is his last game to do something. Mm-hmm. And he's really like, like – According to odds makers, like this is like the only competition he has. Yeah. So Nick's is gonna have to play well today. Mm-hmm. I expect him to. I believe it's senior day for him, unless he's got another year of eligibility somewhere. I yeah. doubt it. But uh speaking of eligibility, I think Will Rogers has one more year of eligibility if he wants to come back. That's crazy. He is coming back, by the way. Did they already announce that? He's going to the transfer portal. Oh, I did not know that because they were talking about it last night. They were talking about it could be his final game. Yeah, I saw it this. I saw it this morning. I was looking at that. Um, <laughs> so there somebody you go. posted about it. I'm gonna make sure it's 100 percent true before I. Is it rumors or is it just? Oh nope. He has. It's officially 24/7 Sports and CBS have both reported that he intends to an- enter the transfer portal on December 2nd when it opens. That is gonna be a tsunami. Yep. With the people, he's going to be the best available quarterback, in my opinion, for this year. He he really surprised me, and I know we're getting off topic here, but just like he got, he was really surprised me. I know it was a new, completely new system that probably hurt him because he's built for like the air raid type offense. And Zach Arnett yeah. didn't want to; he wanted to get more back to ground and pound, you know, mm-hmm. beat you with the physical toughness in the run game, which just, they did not have the athletes to do. No, they were they were built around like Mike Leach's offense in rest his soul, yeah. but. It just never worked out for Will Rogers this year for some reason. Like he just even watching last night, I watched a couple of his games this year because I wasn't too in, in deep too deep into Mississippi State games, but yeah, just just looked off. Just like throws that we've used to seeing him make, just from a wasn't timing making. aspect, from an a- timing aspect and an accuracy aspect, just weren't mm-hmm. there. So yeah. hopefully he finds a better fit. I know there's plenty of teams that are going to have quarterbacks not there anymore next year that are built for mm-hmm. his liking. So if he finds a good fit, he's just – he is good as anybody, I think. So, but yeah. finalizing on this game, uh, what are your final point before in prediction into this one? So my prediction for this one is I see a 30-17 to 17 Oregon win at home. Okay. I, 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 I just – I think Oregon knows what I'm thinking as much as, like – the coach will never say that out loud, but like every time they win, the teams they beat drop out of the rankings. So you have to win, but you can't run up the score on them. So I think they, they you know, second half, they're going to be up big. They're just going to run the ball. They're, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it looks closer than it, it really is, like the score. I think, uh, so I think they're going to try to just beat the living snot out of them mm-hmm. because. 
you know, you look at that, you're like, okay, well, you don't want to be in too bad, but it's also, it's like, you're trying to get style points. College yeah. football is all about style points. You know, it's like a beauty mm-hmm. pageant for 12 weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like the NFL where, like, the Steelers, God bless them as a Steeler mm-hmm. fan, but, like, you know, we're playing Iowa football every week, but, you know, you yeah. find a way to win. It's a, You don't need a beauty pageant there. You just got to win, and you're fine. But, like, in college, like, especially when you're trying to stack resumes up, if you can stack a resume up that you beat a top mm-hmm. 20 team 45 to 17, yeah. you know, it's going to look a lot better than some other teams. So I think Oregon's going to dominate. I think they're going to cover. I'm not going to touch the game as far as betting goes, but I think they'll cover. They need to win because if they lose, and Arizona, who I, we both probably think is going to beat Arizona State this week, yeah, wins. Arizona's right there in the Pac-12, in the Pac-12 title game, not Oregon. Mm-hmm. So completely changes everything if they yeah. somehow follow this game. <laughs> but I like Oregon to win probably 38 to 20-ish, that mm-hmm. range. I think it's just late. It's a sm- close close game towards half, but yeah. a pull-away spot at the end. So we're going to move on, though, to where was – I was also going to say just, you know, not related to, this, to that, but the NFL. Um, did you see that uh, Eddie Faulkner, the interim OC for Pittsburgh – Said that we let down Matt Canada. I'm not surprised. I just hope that <laughs> they just run the ball. You know, I'm not even going to get into this. In yeah, it's just fine. Fine. It's you know, fine. last week we ran the ball and then we just decided to throw the ball like seven. Yeah. We pulled like the Napier spot out of this Florida mm-hmm. State game last year. We just had yeah. great success on the run, but let's throw the ball and not do anything. So, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. But what we'll get into is our next game here on this Friday slate. So this is the 7 30 game. Anyway, on ABC, mm-hmm. the last – what's this game called? The uh, Look this up for me. The Texas, Texas Tech game? Yeah, we'll look that game up. Anyway, yep, there's, a nick, up. there's a nickname for it. And Oh, let me just check that. I didn't see a nickname when I looked it up, though. I think there's – believe there's a nickname for it. Anyway. Well, it's the last one. It's the last one for a while. Big the battler for the Chancellor Spurs. There we go. So – Chancellor Spurs and the Big 12 AD really wants Texas Tech to just give it to Texas yep. this year. Um, Texas comes in with a lot to play for. They still have yet to clinch a spot in the Big 12 title game. There's a mm-hmm. scenario out there where, according to the FBI, you only, there's only about a 4% chance of likelihood, but you never know. Yeah, There's a chance where if they lose and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State win and then Iowa State beats Kansas State, Texas will not be in the Big 12 title game. <laughs> Excuse me. So, they need a win, obviously. Yeah. The only spot where I can see Texas slipping up here is if Texas Tech just – Texas' inability to not finish in the red zone. Mm-hmm. They're really bad in settling for field goals instead of touchdowns in the red zone, yeah. as well as keeping this game closer than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. They struggle. So, there's a fun stat here I pulled from the podcast. So 3,703 total yards Texas' defense has given up. You're yeah. like, okay. Over a season, it's not too bad. But 75% of the yards Texas has given up on defense has come mm-hmm. through the air. It's 130th. They rank 111th in the country in the, against the pass. And then, so that means 25% of them, they're really good against the run, though. They, mm-hmm. they rank fourth in the country in the run game. 
2.84 yards per carry. They're only allowing. I mean, yeah. you look at last week's game, Iowa State, you just looked at the box score at over 300 yards to the air, nine total yards rushing the ball. Like, they're really good at interior mm-hmm. guys are really good. You just have really, they just don't allow anything. And yeah. for Texas Tech, you want to try to run the ball some, you got to have some sort of rushing ability. It's just going to be really tough. Texas Tech is 50th in run and rushing offense. They're 57th pass. It's just mm-hmm. going to be a tough game for them. But, you know, they're middle of the pack, so, like, they can have success with the air. They just yeah. can't turn the ball over, though. They're really bad at turning the ball over. They're 90th in the country in turnovers lost. They have mm-hmm. 18 this year. So they'll turn the ball over. They can't because they're at Texas. You don't – it's hard enough. You know, you're playing a top-10 team at their place. And if yeah. you want to pull an upset, you can't do that. So I think Texas just needs to find a way to just have a complete game Mm-hmm. and just be able to not keep it close. You know what yeah. I mean? feels like they play down to the competition some. I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think there's there's times where Texas just looks like they want to want to just dominate a team, and then they follow it up by taking uh, Iowa State to the wire. You know what I mean? It's right. like It's like it doesn't make any sense to me. They took Houston to the wire, then they blow out BYU. They go to overtime with Kansas State. They take TCU to the wire. They take Iowa State deep into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't think to- Texas is a top four team in America, right? No, I think I think they're good. I don't think they're there yet. I think they're a year away. Mm-hmm. I, I still think they dominate Tech, though. I mean, I don't know how you completely feel about this, but like to me, I think Texas isn't there yet, but Texas is still ahead of Texas Tech in so many ways. Yeah. Especially since Texas Tech just at times looks completely out of it for whole quarters. Yeah. Uh, like, it, like that it, that BYU game, they just were not. They turned the ball it, over a bunch there in that game. Yep. They just, they've been a very underwhelming team. I know Tyler mm-hmm. Shaw is heading to the portal. Yeah. So he's not even there, but I don't think, I think they benched him anyway because Morton's been at QB. Mm-hmm. Um, like I watched some of that UCF game, and the first quarter against UCF, they did nothing. Yeah. Like an entire quarter, they let UCF score two touchdowns, and they didn't even gain like a first down. They've, you know what I mean? Like So they just have moments where they just do nothing. They've got to be able to get like a quick – quick. they got to be able to like punch Texas in the mouth first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to not only punch Texas in the mouth first, but they sustain. need to be able to, to sustain and keep yeah. Texas from just holding on to the ball. You know what I mean? Get it if to the fourth. You let Texas have long sustained drives over yeah. every quarter. You're losing this football. You're not. You're not getting off quick. You know, quick scores on. The, you're not. You're just not. Yeah. And it's so not going to happen. So third downs at mm-hmm. that point is going to be a big key. Texas yeah. is defensively ranks is tied for first in the country. Third down mm-hmm. defense. Offensively, they're 88th in the country. Yeah. So. If there's a spot for Texas Tech, they've got to be able to capitalize that. They're 61st mm-hmm. offensively in third down. Yeah. You know, they're not very good threat or third down defense either, but they're going to have to find some way to keep Texas, you know, off the field, keep, you know, uh, the drives going and then stop Texas when they're playing defense. Yep. But I think they're going to have to find a way to drag this to the fourth. I know earlier in the year, Texas was really good at like, even if it was close in the fourth, like they were going to just pounce on you still. Yeah. It hasn't felt like that last couple of weeks where it's like, like you get to the fourth, like 
it's probably because you got you let the other team back in the game, and you know you're now you're in for your little fight here, and it's almost mm-hmm. caught back to bite them in the butt. Texas yeah. Tech is capable of doing something here. I just don't see it happening. I think Texas wins this game. I think it's a closer game than maybe people think, but I think they cover mm-hmm. the spread. Let me check the spread real quick on this one. I it's believe thirteen and a half. It, so it's thirteen and a half. Let me. Ch- mm-hmm. I, I know it was at thirteen yesterday, but let me check. It is currently fourteen. Up to 14 okay, so now. it went up. Yeah, yeah. So it's currently at fourteen. I think they cover. It just mm-hmm. feels like a game where they're gonna. It's gonna be a closer game, but too much firepower, I think, for Texas. As long as they don't turn the ball over. Yeah. You know, I think they're going to capitalize on the couple of mistakes that Tech will have. So, give me the Longhorns, thirty-five to twenty-six. I don't know for some reason. So I, I got Texas. Oh, no, right. Seventeen, not thirty-five twenty-six because I just said Texas was going to cover. So we're going to thirty-five to twenty. Okay. Say. All right. Yeah, I got I got Texas winning twenty-eight seventeen. Perfect. Let me take a drink real quick for my. Awala. Shout out Awala. Oh. All right. Moving and grooving now to Saturday slate where the game, biggest regular season game of the year, two top three teams, two versus three, undefeated, winner to the Big East or Big Ten title game, wins the East. And we'll take on the Fighting Iowa Hawkeyes in, in Indianapolis next week. Mm-hmm. It is Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan right now is a three and a half point favorite. Yep. At home. Looks like the forecast. Always like to look at the forecast. 33 and cloudy with about six, to, six mile an hour winds, what they're projecting. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a nice, good old fashioned Big Ten game. The last, Michigan's won the last two meetings. Yep. Uh, Michigan's looking for their third straight win since like the 80s. Ryan Day looking for his first win against this team since what, 2019? Yep. So he needs this win more, I think, than anybody. Because yeah. if he loses again, they mm-hmm. are the seat. Even as good boiling. as he's done, he is going to be, I think, just from that fan base and those mm-hmm. boosters, like you don't lose that team up there. It's that many times. Be, you can't lose to Michigan three times in a row. No. So we're going to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing for me is, as of late, it's really going to come down, obviously, as it always does, at least from yeah. the last couple of years, like which team's going to control the line of scrimmage. Michigan's mm-hmm. been able to do it the last two years. Whether or not they've been cheating hasn't, you know. But regardless, like they've been able to execute, mm-hmm. execute the great plays they've known. But if Ohio State wants success, we've got to be able to take advantage right now of yeah. Michigan's just Michigan's offensive line flaws as of late. Like for the reason Michigan has not been able to protect JJ McCarthy at all the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. and especially on that one side with Tucker Barnhart, they've been able to, or yeah, Barnhart he's been on that one side. Yeah, he they've been able teams have been able to take advantage of that, and I think if you're Jack Sawyer, Tula Maloow, you know, Eichenberg, like right there, like you've got you've got to be able to get havoc on McCarthy if mm-hmm. you're gonna have a one win this game. I think 
They're yeah. good enough defensively to stop the run. I mean, they rank first in the pass, second in – what is this? They're first in passing yards defensively, 21st in, the, against, in rushing yards, so they're not giving up much. It's going to be good on good. I just think the winner of this line of scrimmage is going to have to – is going to tell who's going to win this game. Yeah. And Kyle McCord's going to have to play his best game. He's going to have to play pretty similar to what he did in Notre Dame. Except mm-hmm. it's going to have to be put together for four quarters. Yeah. I think it's going to be tough because Michigan's secondary is really good, and they rank uh, second in passing yards allowed defensively. Mm-hmm. So Marvin Harrison's going to have to step up big. You know, Mecca Buka. Yeah. Travion Henderson's going to have to get something rolling in the run game. He's been playing really well since he's been back, finally fully healthy. He's going to have to do something. Do you – like, if you're – Brand new to the sport, and somebody just gives you like the quick little outline of this game, like from a roster standpoint. Yeah, you taking McCord or McCarthy? McCord. Taking McCord. Yeah. JJ just has way too many spots where he just does nothing. He's an absolute zero factor in that offense at times. Three straight games without a touchdown in passing. Three straight games without a touchdown in passing. Back to back games with less than two hundred yards. He, threw it th- he didn't throw the ball in the second half of the Penn State game. I mean. Even against the Maryland defense, it's not very good. Yeah, no, and they don't have their head coach either. Do you worry that they're – I forget the guy's the intern's name, or mm-hmm. not even an intern. He's just the filler in right now. Yeah. Do you worry because he's been very conservative last couple weeks, especially in the second half with just running the football. Is there a spot where you got to be able to just let it – open the playbook up? Maybe they've just been this waiting? Game, yes. This game, you have to. Like, what happens if they just end up going season. conservative for some reason? Then you lose. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that simple. I, I, I think I think if Michigan plays anything like they played against Penn State or Maryland, they not only lose, but I think they get embarrassed at home. I think it's a really close game. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think it will be close and low-score. I'm just saying if Michigan plays conservative – they're yeah. they losing big because they're not going to be able to keep up with Ohio State. Because Ohio State's defense is good enough to just mm-hmm. – they'll just stack the box and not let you yeah. do anything. And and Ohio State has better athletes at receiver than you do too. So they yeah. have guys who are going to make plays. Even with your defensive weapons, they're going to be able to get off big plays still. They do it against everybody. If you're Ohio State, you've got to be able to not give up the deep ball again. You got mm-hmm. torched on it. Too many times yeah. to count last year. Cornelius mm-hmm. Johnson just completely destroyed you after yeah. yards after catch last year. So they got to be able to not get – maybe Michigan, if they really want to, if they want to just run, 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 and then just yeah. get those those safeties moved up some and then just play action and beat someone over the top for a big play or a touchdown. That may be a good strategy. Mm-hmm. If McCarthy's able to stay in the – stay upright. because. Yeah. If you know if you're looking Ohio State, if they can just get after the quarterback, you've got to be able to run the ball well to yeah. offset that. Because maybe that's why they've been so conservative too. Because you know if McCarthy hasn't been able to stay upright, and he's been flushed around the pocket a bunch, like mm-hmm. you know the best way to not do that is just run the football. But then again, if you can't run the ball, McCarthy's got to be have to play a good game and find a way to adapt. Yeah. Uh, is there any weakness that you're concerned about for Ohio State in this game? 
I mean, like Michigan, their biggest weakness to me is quarterback. They don't exactly have a superstar under center who can make game-changing plays. So I think if they get enough pressure to him, Ohio State will turn the ball over. Yeah. But, I mean, I just think... Uh, I mean... To, to, to me, I, I think Ohio State just matches up better this year. Defensively, they do. They've been yeah. more physical. Mm-hmm. Every game, big game they've had to play this year, they've matched yeah. the physicality, and they've done enough on offense. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the offense hasn't been where it's been. Obviously, it's one of the first times this year, in years where Ohio State's offense possibly is just, from the quarterback standpoint, has been average. the biggest question mark. It's been to average. Me, yeah, their quarterback play is just average, which is like, not what we've been expecting for years, right? But, you know what I mean? We're so used to this being a Heisman slash NFL caliber guy every yeah. single year. So a big thing here, I just pulled up a stat. Mm-hmm. Michigan is 129th offensively in points scored. Yeah. Or points and points. Let me double check that stat though here on the stat list. But Ohio State is 16th mm-hmm. in the country in points allowed. So, obviously, Michigan's not scoring a whole bunch, you know, yeah. as of late because, you know, you take in the last couple weeks. It just hasn't in there, but I'm going to confirm that. Yeah. I mean, Michigan's first in the country in scoring defense, but Ohio mm-hmm. State's right there at number two at scoring defense. So, yeah, it's a battle of good from that side of the ball. Offensively, mm-hmm. though, like like you're saying, no, nah, never mind. Scoring offense, they're 11th in the country. I don't know where that 29th, 129th came in. I'd have to figure that out. But – uh, but if you're looking strictly passing yards, though, 64th in the country in pass, yeah. Ohio State's ranked first in the country in passing yards allowed. So it's going to be a tough sledding for both teams. But mm-hmm. I just think Ohio State has the difference makers this year. I think defensively they're going to play a lot better. And the fact that I think they're, Ryan Day is going to have this team ready to go as much as yeah. I have my beef with Ryan Day. I think he's going to have this team mm-hmm. ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like Ohio State in this spot. I don't know why. I think they have a they've shown this year that they can go on the road yeah. and beat a team. Defensive a defensive game they can win, or they can win an offensive game. So mm-hmm. McCourt's gonna have to show up. He can't turn the ball over. Michigan doesn't turn the ball over much. And Ohio State's pretty good at it too, but like just can't turn the ball over. I think whoever loses the turnover battle is gonna lose this game. Yeah. And but I just think Ohio State's going to be too ready to go. Lack Harbaugh not being there, you don't know mm-hmm. when the biggest plays or the biggest decisions are made, is he going to be ready for that? I'm not sure. So I and when I know I for sure I got a head coach that's been there, done that. Yeah. Give me Ryan Day all day long. Give me the Buckeyes. I think they're going to win 20, 27 to – 27 to 20. I think it's a really close game, but I think Ohio State gets a late score and then gets a big stop to send the Michigan Wolverines home. So I, I got I got Ohio State beating Michigan 33 to 30 in a super close all-time matchup. I mean, I'm just hoping it's another big game. I mean, yeah, there's a trend also that so Ohio State historically has not played too well at Michigan before. Like it's always been yeah. closer games at Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, but Michigan historically has struggled 
the top 10 matchup, top five matchups. Yeah. Just in general. You know, mm-hmm. if you look the last time, the last three times these two teams have met in the top five was in 2018, 2021, obviously in 2022 in Michigan's, right now Michigan's two and one in those games. Yeah. Because the last two games, probably because they were cheating. But the last time mm-hmm. Ohio State won, they won 62-39 that big time win. So, you know, if Michigan's able to just physically dominate Ohio State again, which I don't see that happening this year, mm-hmm. they're going to win. Yeah. But I just think, like I said, I've been saying, I think it's physicality-wise, and you're going to match up well. Both teams mm-hmm. are. But I think Ohio State's going to learn from last year with Jim Knowles. You know, you finally get a full year with Knowles' system, his yeah. fingerprints all over what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to play a lot better, and I think they're going to get stops, and they're going to win this one in a really good game. All right. All right, we're I, moving I, on. I think they win too. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to Florida State, Florida. Mm-hmm. One of the sneakiest big games of the week. This is the ESPN primetime game. Herb Street and Fowler will be there. So it's the big game. You know, this will be their third game. The crew will be with them with Florida, yeah. a Florida game. Second time they're going to be in the swamp. They were there when Tennessee came to town. Regardless of that, uh, Florida State. Man, Florida both come in, backup quarterbacks, as we both know. Mm-hmm. Just what do you think? What the crazy the timing is that both of those quarterbacks, unfortunately, just bad, bad circumstances get hurt the week of this game. And it caused the line from like open up at like, I think it was like 11 and a half, drops all the way down to six and a half right now. It's mm-hmm. it stayed there at six and a half all week. Yeah. Florida State comes in, six and a half point favorites, over under 49 and a half. What is the biggest key? We're going to go both sides here. Mm-hmm. We'll let you go. I want to pay say the biggest key for Florida. What's your biggest key, Florida State, to win this game? Uh, get the ball to your weapons. Okay, you got. I mean, just if we look at both rosters, Florida State definitely has on on the offensive side better um, talent guys. You got Keon Coleman. You got Johnny Wilson. You have five star freshman Hakeem William. You got. 4-2, uh, wide receiver Destin Hill, Trey Benson, Torrance, uh, uh, Lawrence Tolafili. You have you have legitimate NFL-caliber offensive weapons, which, not to discredit Florida, you don't have as much of on your offense. Yeah. So, to me, for Florida State to go out and win, you just need to be able to put the confidence in Tate to get the ball to those guys. Mm-hmm. You get the ball in those guys' hands, I think Florida State's fine. So you get the ball to Keon Coleman, because Florida has had some problems, especially in their defense, where they give up a ton of yards, a ton of points. You could just get the ball off to those guys. I think, I think you're okay. I don't think you need to go. I'd be, I would be worried about them overthinking how to make things easier for Tate. You just go in there and let him play. Is what so I would think. Biggest thing right there. I'll just finish mm-hmm. off for you. Yeah. Biggest thing <laughs> from that offensive standpoint, Florida is 131st in turnovers four on yeah. defense. Florida State's best team in the country and not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're ninth in pass yards per play. Florida's 129th. Mm-hmm. Florida, though, defensively doesn't give up a whole lot of points, I guess. Actually, I'm going to – don't ever remember me saying that. But I think, yeah, like you're saying, 18th in the past. Now, that's with Jordan Travis, though. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. 18th to pass where Florida's 87th in the passing yards allowed. But it's just, you know, defensively too, like, like yeah. Florida State will be able to get after um, Florida because mm-hmm. they will give up sacks. They're 112th in sacks allowed. Yeah. Florida's 14th, Florida State's 14th. Sacks. I was gonna say up until the Miami game, Florida State had not given up a sack in like six weeks. So the biggest thing for me for Florida, they're mm-hmm. gonna have to find a way to convert on third downs. Yeah, they rank 95th in the country in that department. Mm-hmm. Where Florida State's third third down defense is ranked third. Yeah. Um, if you're Florida, you have Max Brown, who's a more like read option kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna want to try to get outside. He's got to yeah. be able to kind of like how Florida State was with. Rodemaker's gonna have to take care, get his playmakers involved. Gonna mm-hmm. have to find a way to get, you know, Ricky Pearsall involved. Get a, yeah. a way to get Trey Wilson or Eugene Wilson, however you want to say it, involved. Got to get your guys going because that's not a team that's gonna beat you down the field like that. They've got to be able to rely mm-hmm. on the run game. So Montreal Johnson and yeah. Trevor Etienne have got to have to play the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to be like a recreation of. It's a little bit like the Tennessee game because when Tennessee yeah. came to town, you had a really good court. You have a you had Milton, who's by our stretch, not the best accuracy ball. <laughs> that's best. the funniest thing I've ever heard you go. You got a really good <laughs> best arm in college football. I mean, best arm in college football. Just I mean, he's first. got an NFL arm. He's got an NFL arm. Yeah. He just accuracy wise, but that's not the mm-hmm. point. The point is that you have an explosive offense. Yeah. That can beat you down the field. Mm-hmm. And what do you have? And that, that can't run the ball too. That has success. So what do you do? You yeah. have to be able to stack up and play good enough on the outside one on one to you know not let them get beat you. And that's yeah. what Florida did. They were able to stack the box against Tennessee, mm-hmm. or and they were able to just limit the run game. And the corners were able to stack up well. They were also able to get pressure, which is also going to be big. I think the yeah. crowd's going to have to be a, a huge factor. There was a quote, I guess, Rodemaker said earlier this week, you know, he said, like, you know, the biggest game that he's – most intense game he's ever been in was, like, a 14,000 fans or something. Like, yeah. And like, so he shouldn't well, be too worried. No, no, no. So people are really taking what he said out of context, which – Maybe, maybe that that's – I heard, just so, heard the clip that – So what, what he was asked was, did playing at Valdosta State help you prepare – He'd be playing at a D1 university, and he responded, "It was very, it was very good to play in front of fourteen thousand people in high school because it prepared me for larger crowds." Yes. So now he was talking about home crowds. So now Florida fans are not happy about that, apparently. So because they did not hear the quote. Well, you know they're not the <laughs> they smartest. They're not the smartest not, people. Sometimes. They're not the smartest bunch. In, but in the basket. If, but, if, if, if I'm a Florida fan, my biggest fear. Because this has happened quite a bit in the Billy Napier era. era. It gets out of hand early. Yes. If Florida State just comes out, let's just, just say, hypothetical, right? Florida wins a toss, Florida State gets the ball first, right? Yeah. They score in like a three minute drive. They go down the field and score. Florida gets the ball three and out. You know, Max Brown's not comfortable. He's not ready. He's, you know, still getting used to the offense. They punt. Florida State scores again. You're up four. They're up fourteen nothing on you. And then all of a sudden, you're freaking out. You yeah. abandon. You abandon the run. You just want to throw the ball. Yeah. Because I think if that happens, to me, for I, like Florida's chances are done. Because I you've got the guy agree. who has has zero experience. So versus uh, 
a backup who probably is the most experienced backup in the entire sport. I 100% agree. I do get concerned. Maybe I'm just – I'm not concerned mm-hmm. too much, but I'm just curious that if maybe if Norvell for some reason – and we've seen coaches do this regardless of how good the offenses are. Like yeah. you get a new quarterback in there, and mm-hmm. for some reason they just abandon what they're good at, and then yeah. they just decide to just get conservative mm-hmm. with it. So – if yeah. if they want to establish, they, maybe they just they don't want they don't want just throw Broadmaker into the fire. Yeah, maybe get him because you go know, the crowd's gonna be going crazy. Get mm-hmm. Benson going early. I think you got to yeah. be able to get Benson going early because then if you can get the run game going early, it really helps those guys on the outside because now you've got two got yeah you got two coins two sides of the coin to worry about. Yeah, instead of like they did against Tennessee, just completely neutralize the run, mm-hmm. and now you can just worry about setting up the pass play like yeah and maybe keon coleman and wilson just win those 50 50 balls and it's just you know you tip your cap they just were the better team but if Mm -hmm. florida can keep this close this is like i love what you said there if they cut out and get punched out early Mm -hmm. quiet the crowd don't do anything or worse like a turnover or something yeah like that arkansas game that happened a couple weeks ago they went down 14 nothing within like a blink blink of an eye or a snap of a finger that can't happen because arkansas Mm -hmm. and florida state not the same team. Yeah. So Florida State has a lot <laughs> better weapons. Yeah. That they will. So my my biggest answering your question, you know, Norvell changing his style because of the backup. I would like to think they don't just because Tate has he's he's already started a game. He started against um, an FCS school in 2020. He put beat Louisville last year coming in after Travis got hurt. You know, last week he came in and they scored 58 with him. Granted, again, FCS school, but, you know, coming into that circumstance isn't, isn't easy either. No. I From the way that those games have been called, I would like to think they will not change anything because that's just the way their offense runs. That Jordan Travis isn't an extension of the offense. He's his own thing with his running game because they don't run – if you watch Fuller State, they don't do a lot of design quarterback runs. That's not how their offense works. Yeah. They normally just end up, if a play breaks, Jordan takes advantage of that. I think Florida State's going to rely heavily on the screen game, though, especially early. Mm-hmm. Getting the ball off to Trey Benson. For Use big it carries. almost as a, like a bubble screens, valve. bubble screens, jailbreak mm-hmm. screens, even just a quick yeah. wide receiver screen. Use mm-hmm. that as an extended run game. And I yeah. think Florida's going to do that, too. Like, mm-hmm. look out for Eugene Wilson to have a big game because yeah. they love to use him in the screen game. And mm-hmm. you know that they got to be able to get the option game going, too. I think Max Brown's legs is going to be a big factor. I think yeah. Florida State's awareness to stay contained and disciplined mm-hmm. enough to not let him get outside the outside around the tackles right there is going to be huge mm-hmm. because if he can and get those zone reads going, yeah. they're going to stand it. Florida's only chance of winning this game is if they can effectively run the ball at a good enough level to where you can keep Florida State's defense honest. Yeah, Where Florida State's now like, okay – you know, now we got to worry about that play action shot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Look for Napier to find a way to get some sort of big play down the field early in this game. I think yeah. there's going to be a trick play, some sort of explosive play, something early. They just tend a quick, you know, jolt. Because I think if Florida State gets hit in the mouth early by some mm-hmm. crazy play, yeah. now the crowd's going crazy. It's going to be crazy at night. That's the what Florida State doesn't want. You want the yeah. clo- the sooner you can get the crowd out of it, the better. Mm-hmm. 
Because the longer the crowd stays in it, the more probably the closer the game is. Yeah. So what are your predictions in this game? So I have Florida State winning 28-24. Okay. I, I think I think just because Max Brown, his legs are unpredictable, I think Florida gets off a couple really good drives. We saw what he did to Missouri last week. Even yeah. when he came in, like he just completely – if it felt like a different aspect that Mertz doesn't mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Mertz offensively passing the most better, but just the using mm-hmm. his legs could yeah. be a better. I, I I just think Florida State because you have a more experienced quarterback, a more experienced offense. You got a just statistically just a better defense with better players. I think Florida State's at least the first half is probably going to sell out a little bit. Yeah, to try to contain Max Brown and make him super uncomfortable. Like, don't be surprised if they get a beginning of the game unsportsmanlike or rough in the past or just because you know you're gonna have one of those guys just run up and just push him over after the play just to make him feel uncomfortable yeah just make him feel uncomfortable um so i think you know you have two teams that one team Mm -hmm. you know still trying to get that one win for pole eligibility yep and napier needs this one bad like Mm -hmm. he's gotta get a win just from a recruiting standpoint yeah just a a confident standpoint with the program, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to build, like, building in the right direction. You know, we got wins over Tennessee. Now if we can yeah. get a win over Florida State, that is, like, huge. If you're Florida State, you're trying to make a statement that you're yeah. going to – you're like, we're fine without him. You know, we're going to be fine. Here we are. We're going to go yeah. and beat our rival. we got playoff, as- playoff aspirations. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that – it's a really close game. Yeah. It's going to be a, in the 20s-ish. I expect mm-hmm. the under to hit, though. I don't know yeah. touching the under, but I expect the under to hit. But, 51 and a half. So. Yeah, I think it dropped to like 49. Did it? Okay. Yeah. But I like – I'm going to take Florida. I think Florida's going to okay. upset him some way. I just – it just feels like a bad spot, and I have no aspirations, you know, as you can see. Like, I don't – Yeah. But I, it just feels like a game where you couldn't have made your worst start against a non-FCS team anywhere in a worse spot. Florida mm-hmm. just has that bowl eligibility to play for. The yeah. crowd's going to go crazy. It's sold out last game in the Swamp at night. Mm-hmm. I think it's too much for Florida State. Even last year at Doke, it was a close game with a pretty similar yeah. team Florida had. And Andy Richardson's well, nothing crazy. Anthony Richardson but, also was like the fifth pick in the NFL draft. Fourth overall pick, but I mean, they still went six and seven with him. Yeah. Six and six with him because he didn't play in the bowl game. So, you know, you take that for what it is. They still, it's the still same system. Running yeah. the football is going to be their motto. They had mm-hmm. great success last year running yeah. the football. And Ricky Pearsall mm-hmm. had a big game last year. Yep. I think playing at home, they're going to get something. Give me the Gators 20, 23 to 19. Like, you think oh, Florida State only scores 19 on that Florida defense? Yeah, fine. Fine. We'll change that. 27 <laughs> to 23. Okay. I mean, they um, held Tennessee to what, 16? Yeah, but I just, to me, so to, I found to me, that, so, I just don't see a scenario where Max Brown doesn't Payton, turn the ball over so, at least once. I was watching Lake Kick this week. Yeah, I, I, watched, I, I watched it. I Did you to see last the night. clip? So there was a clip. Mm-hmm. They were talking about this game. Florida allows two times as less. Almost two times fewer points at home yep. than they do on the mm-hmm. road, and they just they allow like over a hundred yards less in total yards 
defensively yeah. at home. Like they're just a different team at home. Yeah. And now you get desperation backs, you know, nothing play loose, nothing really play for except for bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have a weird feeling. Florida state might go in and kill them. I'm fully yeah. expecting two tens. Mm-hmm. I'm just there to watch, you know, I'm going to have Georgia game on. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm mixed on that number because Florida didn't play a lot of. I think they cover regardless, though. Yeah, I think I think Florida ends up covering, but um, because the only ranked team they played at home was Tennessee. Who anytime Tennessee played a team with the pulse, they got killed. Um, then they played Vanderbilt at home, Arkansas at home. Florida's won three of the last four against Florida State. Yeah, yeah, because they played the ones with Willie Taggart and. Well, you know, you get wins a win. You know what I mean. Yeah, no, but what I mean is that um Wait, didn't you know, Rodemaker start in the twenty one game? No. Who started in that game for Florida State? Mackenzie Milton. Oh yeah, that's right. That game? And then yeah, Jordan Travis came in and they almost Florida almost blew it there at the end. 45-38 was last year's score. This could yeah. be a shootout. I'm not gonna lie. This nah, this won't this, be a shootout. I, I mean I think it just depends on what happens with the quarterback. Because I think you know, there's there's always this chance that Tate Rodemaker just comes out and he just lights it up, right? Yeah. He has the weapons where he can he could do that. Yeah. He has a better arm than Jordan Travis. He has the experience. He's played in the swamp before, not with this environment, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He's played in front of the you know the swamp at night is totally. It's like when they Death Valley at night is mm-hmm. better than Death Valley at 11 a.m. like this weekend. Like it's just yeah. a different animal. One final thing before we move on. According to mm-hmm. Action Sports Bet, seventy-seven um, percent of the bet percentage is on Florida money line this week. I do also want to add Florida is on a four-game losing streak too. So again, nothing to lose except yeah. you know you got to get to a bowl. Except for your job. Yeah. Well, he'll be around next year. All right. Moving on, we got one mm-hmm. final game here to talk about before upset yep. alerts picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Auburn, Alabama. I don't know why I was mixing that with Iron Bowl. But yeah, Iron Bowl final game on CBS too. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. You know, always get you always like having this game on CBS. Well, we'll spend too much time on this game because if you look at the stats, Bama controls all of them. Yep. But it's just this weird voodoo esque magic, like that Jordan Hare brings to mm-hmm. any big time team that goes in there. Yeah, the teams just struggle. Feels like regardless of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Look at two years ago. You know, Auburn was I think they came they were coming off a bad loss too. And Auburn or Bama comes in there with Bryce Young, Jamison Williams, you know, the whole gang and John Menchie yeah. and all of them. Auburn takes them to four overtimes mm-hmm. and a a low scoring. It was 10-3, and Bama had to go all the way down the field like a 90 plus yard drive to tie it. Yep. So in the fourth. So Saban has trouble playing here. And now you have a Bama team that just has been rolling since the Texas game. and Well, the USF game. Yeah. We'll call it. It's been rolling. They have Milrose, but finally been playing to how he wants to play. The Tommy Reese and them have shaped the offense to how Milrow plays it. Mm-hmm. And he's playing really well now. And now you have Auburn. You just got their tails beat by New Mexico State. Yep. At home. But now you have your bitter rival where we've seen some crazy stuff happen over the years in this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Is there any cause for concern that Bama, for Alabama has, to me, not a chance? Maybe early. Yeah, maybe, maybe like the first quarter. To me, I mean, to 
just looking at the numbers behind this game, the fact that I don't think Hugh Freeze is doing the best job right now as a head coach, um, the fact that he just said the other day his team is not focused after losing to New Mexico State. Not good. It it just, to me, there is not a single good thing going for Auburn in this game. Yeah, it feels like the chips are stacked up against him, for sure. It just... Mm -hmm. You know, the inconsistency as a quarterback this year, I mean, Auburn's still going to a bowl game, which is crazy to think, but just the inconsistency as a quarterback have really hurt them. I know Mm -hmm. they're a younger team too, but, you know, you have a veteran quarterback, Peyton Thorne, who just hasn't played well. Yeah. And I think the only thing that'll keep Auburn in this game, they're going to have to create turnovers. If Milrow, if they can get a way to get to Milrow and make him go back to how he's played again, the Texas game, Mm -hmm. and just force throws... I, I just that I don't think you have the players to do that. I just I mean, don't they, think you have the guys to do it. If they get an effort like they do, like they did against Georgia, mm-hmm. where they had Georgia down to the nitty gritty, it took a Brock Bowers Superman effort to get Georgia to the win this year. If they can yeah. get it to that, then you got yourself, uh, you got your hands full. If you're Bama, mm-hmm. if you're Bama, you don't want this game going to the fourth quarter because no. Iron Bowls never go well if teams. If this is a game in the fourth quarter for either mm-hmm. team, so. I really think that if Bama's going to win this game, they got to be able to take Auburn out early. This needs to be not a game by like the end of the third. Yeah. Because if this is a game going into the fourth, even if it's like a single-digit game, I've seen crazy stuff happen. Look at mm-hmm. 2019 when Mac Jones started there and threw two yeah. pick sixes. That game had no business being what it how it was. And Bo Nix, regardless of the two pick sixes, like Malzahn won a game there. You know, and then you look at 21, it went right down the wire. Auburn had no business being yeah. that making that game that competitive. Mm-hmm. Made it the game. Yep. So it's just a different game at Jordan Hare. And if the crowd gets into it, look mm-hmm. out. But I think Bama wins. I think they cover. Yeah. I think they went big personally. I, I just think I think to me, this Auburn team is down on their luck. They're on a horrible slide. Their best wins are against the worst of the SEC. Their worst losses are against the best of the SEC. I mean, yeah, they played better at home against teams like Georgia, but they've only done well because they've literally thrown everything possibly they could to confuse a Georgia defense. Well, maybe they they I, maybe they get that two quarterback system going. I just think after you've shown it off once, you can't show it off again. The issue for now, Auburn now, is now Alabama knows exactly what. Auburn's weaknesses. With those so what Auburn are. is really going to have to figure out too, if you're Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. the second half adjustments are going to be critical too in this game because yeah. Alabama is just a complete different animal in the second half as far mm-hmm. as adjustments go. Like they just don't let teams do anything in the second half for Car- yep. typically this year. And so even if this is a game, like we've seen sometimes the Bama games this year, like it's a game going into the half, it just comes an utter onslaught. Bama, I'll find a way, goes into half, only maybe up like 10 and then they're up yeah. and then they finish the game. They win by 21. So mm-hmm. I, um, maybe Hugh freeze pulls some old miss magic out. And uh, not this there. year, not this year, but unlikely, but I like Bama. I think they win. They cover. I'm going to go say 31 to 17. All right. Well, I I'm going with Auburn. Or, I'm sorry, I'm going Alabama. Sorry about that. Didn't want to confuse you. 38 to 10. 
Like you're just talking crap all over Auburn and you're going to pick them. Yeah, right they're now. like, yep, they're, they're going to win this game. Get ready for it's it. Complete Uno reverse card right there. So, yeah. All right, so we both are on Alabama. We're mm-hmm. going to move on to upset alert. As always, we're gonna, I got a bunch of games here. Yeah, we're going to pick who's going to be blow, who's going to blow the other team out, who's mm-hmm. not going, who's going to win but not cover, and who's on high upset alert. Yep. All right. So this week we got Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville is a seven point favorite. Louisville has lost mm-hmm. the last four though to Kentucky. Texas A yep. and M's at LSU in Death Valley at eleven a.m. LSU mm-hmm. is a eleven and a half point favorite. Georgia at Georgia Tech. First time it's a night game at this series. Since 2013, UGA is currently a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. Clemson's at South Carolina. Clemson is a seven-point favorite. South Carolina won that game last year. UNC's mm-hmm. at NC State. UNC's currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And Iowa State at Kansas State. Kansas State's a 10-point favorite. Dylan, who is likely to just blow the other team out? I think Clemson. See, I, I mean, think I think South Carolina might keep that I a game. I don't think so, just because um, – South Carolina to me feels like they're on a downward spiral. Clemson looks like they're up. They got they got so many guys on defense right now. Their offense seems to be clicking at all the right times for them. I think they end the year off good. I think they kill South Carolina. They send Shane Beamer hoping he can get that Virginia Tech job eventually. Yeah. Uh my blowout team is Georgia. I think Georgia's gonna dominate Georgia Tech. Um I'm just thinking about it the other day how you said that Haynes King might be the best quarterback they've played all year. I think that's just yeah. outrageous. And then other best just, quarterback they play. Probably either Brady Cook or Jackson Dart. Yeah, I think Haynes King might be a better passer than both There's those guys. No shot. No shot. But okay, yeah. you continue to tell that. Georgia's gonna dominate. I think this is not even close to a game. Mm-hmm. Back in that offense are just gonna keep on rolling. Yeah. The fact I mean the problem is, if you want to beat Georgia, you got to get pressure on. Yeah, and they don't give mm-hmm. up sacks. And so, when you don't get pressure on Beck, he's just been able to dice teams up. Yeah, like they're nothing. And Georgia Tech's not going to be able to do that this week. Georgia, they're not going to. It's not going to be a hostile crowd because Georgia fans are going to flood Bobby Dodd. And I expect them to win like forty to ten, something crazy like that. It's not going to be a game. In theory. But I expect Georgia to dominate, and not they—they they don't look ahead ever, so mm-hmm. they're going to be fully w- ready to roll going into this one right before they head back to Atlanta next week for Bama. Uh, Dylan, who is your team that thinks going to win but don't cover? Georgia. Um, I just they—they they didn't cover last year against Georgia Tech. They won by twenty-three. I think, the I think was Georgia like Tech twenty-four. Yeah. I think this. I think the spread was bigger than that last year too. I think it was like, it may have been like thirty something, but um, because Georgia Tech was really bad last year. Georgia Georgia Tech was fought, finished five and seven, but they didn't like their head coach had been fired. They were on like a four game losing streak going into that game, like it was bad, right? I think yeah. Georgia Tech is better this year. I think Georgia's a little bit worse than they were last year. I think being at home helps Georgia Tech just because even though the stadium will be full of Georgia fans, it's not as little, it's not as big as um, the stadium in Athens. It it's not going to be as loud either way. It just physically can't get as loud. And I think Georgia Tech just has the right guys so they can make this like Georgia will probably win, but I think it will be like they'll win by seventeen, not by 
24. The last time these two teams played off at Georgia Tech, it was a 45 nothing win. Right, with Jeff Collins. Still. No, but I mean, Brent Key, I think, is a good coach. I think he is too. I just. Quarterback or uh, coach. I think he's going to know how to get these guys motivated for this game too. You know what I mean? He's played in this rivalry, same as Kirby Smart, but Kirby Smart has already done this for, you know what I mean? He's shown Georgia, like, this is how you win this game. Brent Key is going to show Georgia Tech. He's like, this is how you play in this game, all right? You got to you got to get yourself ready for this. Right, and I think he's going to make this game the most competitive matchup since what? 2016? Maybe. I just yeah. – Georgia's going to dominate in this one. I, just, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I you're Georgia Tech feeling. fandom. You're just Georgia fandom. Georgia Tech fandom is just – I mean, you, you've been loving Florida all year, though. So I mean, no, I haven't. I've been speaking truthfully on it. I've said plenty of my fair share of Florida. I think the team that's going to lose but cover yeah. is Texas A&M. Okay. I think they're going to be able to keep up enough with LSU, especially lack of defense at LSU. Plus, yeah. you get LSU – you go to LSU, but it's at 11 a.m. And we both yeah. know that Death Valley at 11 a.m. is nowhere near what it is at night. So yep. I think with an intern coach, it's a different – maybe you get a different kind of play call design. Mm-hmm. Get LSU off their – get on their heels a little bit. I think Jane Daniel, yeah. Daniels is going to put up his numbers, but this will also be Jane Daniels' probably best defense he's played since Bama. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see if he can do anything. I think he will have success, but I also think a mm-hmm. will have success and I, lose I just, by maybe 10. Yeah. 8 to fair. 10 is what I'm looking at. I mean, I just don't know because teams that have quarterbacks who can throw it have been able to throw it over the top on A&M. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Miami was able to, um, Ole Miss was able to. They're they're able to you know just go over the top on A and M. But um, but I mean so, they kept. I mean the A and Ole Miss game even when they gave up points like they scored thirty five. They were a blocked field goal. Yeah. Take no. Like yeah. Overtime. So mm-hmm. I think they're gonna like yeah. I I expect them to give up their fair share, but I also yeah. think that they're gonna be able to do something too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Keep it close enough. Yeah. My team that's going to be on high upset alert is Clemson. I like mm-hmm. Clemson. Um, I just – South Carolina, as rocky as they've been all year, you know, just that, that place at uh, – Williams-Rice at night is just different. Mm-hmm. You get Sandstorm going like it did last year or last yeah. week. Rattler at home plays a lot better than he does on the road. And this will be – First time Clemson's played a big time road game since probably the like their biggest road game since probably like NC State and they lost. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Clemson has struggled on the road in hostile crowds like NC yeah. State, Duke, Miami. I'm not counting because that's a pathetic stadium anyway for fan base wise. So mm-hmm. in cases where they places they've had to go where they remember they had Notre Dame at home. They had yep. North Carolina at home. You know, you had Florida State at home, even though they lost that one. Like, you play these these bigger games they've had at home. They got to go to South Carolina. That place is going to be crazy. Look yeah. for South Carolina to – I think they're going to beat them. They, I mean, I think, I, I'm – I think they're going to get – Never also, South Carolina is, also has to win this to go to bowl eligibility. Yeah, but my, my problem with this is the same conversation we've had about – you know, I had about Florida's – how good they are at home. Like – South Carolina has not played any of the quality teams at home. 
They play Georgia on the road, Tennessee on the road, Missouri on the road. That's a different. Road. And we've seen Road Rattler. Now you get Road Rattler. Yeah. Is, Rattler. is it road, is it Road Rattler or is it just all the road games were against good teams? You know what I'm saying? Probably like, that too. They played. But like, I mean, how good is Clemson? Their, their biggest home game was Florida, and they lost. They should have got. They got they got to play Furman, Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky at home. And they barely escaped against Kentucky, 17-14. Rattler barely throwing for over 200 yards. Uh, I just think – I mean – I just think Clemson – South Carolina was a two-score underdog, two underdog last year mm-hmm. at Clemson, and they went in and beat them. But I think last year you had – Clemson was playing with DJ. They looked not as good at times that year, especially towards the end of the year. They had problems when they lost – both to South Carolina, then they lost to Tennessee again. But to me, right this second, I just think Clemson is hitting their stride, and South Carolina just is Staggering. not that good. Yeah, they're just they're they're gonna finish like middle of the pack. If the Virginia Tech job opens up, Shane Beamer is gonna take that money. No, he's not. He's staying. I, I don't know, man. If they, if he gets if, if, if they're like, hey, you got to win this many games to lead, or you're gonna be out of here. He's gonna be like, I love the Hokies, guys. <laughs> no, I, I I think that <laughs> knowing they got to get at this win to be bowl eligibility, mm-hmm. bowl eligible, and plus you get to try to beat your rival again. I think this is a they win this. It's a complete different outlook on the season. I know it was a tough year. They got really hurt with injuries. Yeah, throughout the year, and now you know you finish the year going into bowl game, bowl season with a win again over Clemson. It's big time, and that's why I have them. Oh, by the way, Donald Trump is going to the game. I don't know if you knew that. Donald Trump will be in attendance. There you go. Get him rolling. I mean, (laughs) you might as well hammer the Gamecocks money line. So, (laughs) did you say your upset team? Oh my! So my upset team is going to be Iowa State's going to upset Kansas State to me. All right. Big rivalry, the Corn Bowl. Corn Bowl, there we go. All righty. All right, so we're going to finish the game, finish mm-hmm. this uh, episode out with best yep. bets. We are currently 500 on the year. So got a, a big big week this week's going to get us over that. So mm-hmm. my bets for today or this weekend, we got five plays. We got Texas minus 13 or mm-hmm. minus – you can get them down 13, it's fine. 14, I think it's fine too. Iowa money line. I think Iowa, if you're not taking the under in this game, you're a sicko. You're not a sicko. So mm-hmm. hammer the under under because I think it's dropped yeah. to 25 and a half, which is awesome and just historically sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but regardless, Iowa money line, they have really nothing to play for this game because they've clinched the Big Ten West. Nebraska has to win this to go to bowl bowl eligibility. Yep. But I don't know why. I just think Iowa's defense is gonna be too overwhelming, even without their best corner. Give me the Hawks. AM plus 11.5. BYU mm-hmm. plus 17.5. Oklahoma State. I think BYU showed that they can hang with the top teams, top teams mm-hmm. in the Big 12 with a they should have beat OU last weekend. Yep. Just an inexcusable pick six at the goal line was not how you wanted to lose that pretty much. And then mm-hmm. Missouri minus seven today. They're at Arkansas, but I like the Tigers to win this to keep their their six hopes alive. Yeah. So those are my plays. And uh, yeah. Uh, only other thing I wanted to say is that Dabo Sweeney was asked about Trump coming to the game, and he said, "I don't really care who's coming to the game unless Shane Beamer is gonna put him in at halfback. Um, I'm not <laughs> worried about who's coming to the game. They're gonna put him at fullback. Is what they're gonna do. <laughs> um, make sure you guys are subscribing. 
to the YouTube and to mm -hmm. the Spotify. Remember, we were yes. trying to get to 100 subs, as we have kept on preaching for mm -hmm. months now, but it's it's working because we you know we keep on picking up subs, guys. Picked up like 15 in the last 30 days. It's awesome. Keep on rolling, mm -hmm. subscribing. If you're watching and not subscribing, why? Just hit subscribe and it helps us and it'll help you. I and do. Also, I do want to ask one more thing before we get off. Are you excited for the Seminole Streaming Network debuting on uh, December fourth? Oh yeah, can't wait for that one. I'll be. I think they're trying on... to. They're trying to break the ACC like uh, rights agreement with it. They might be trying to get some more money right there. Yeah. Um, but you know we'll get another one of those like a Longhorn Network, and we'll keep on rolling. But yeah, make sure you guys are subscribing. Dylan, make sure you send me the thumbnail, as I said I that on record, and mm -hmm. uh, enjoy your Black Friday and Rivalry Week games. Yep. We'll see you guys Tuesday with the recap and mm -hmm. playoff reactions. Enjoy your weekend. Subscribe. Peace out. See you guys.